0: This is Side Pocket Louie and you're tuning into Underground Opolis. Frankenstein with a rock in his sock. I didn't know we were supposed to have drinks, but luckily I have a mini fridge right behind me, so I quickly ran over and got a beer. And I wasn't sure if I'd be back in time, but I made it. Drinking the uh, uh, the founders all day IPA right there. Oh, I'm not supposed yeah. to product promote. <laughs> I'm not product promoting. Product. <laughs> I was say, yeah, I'm, yeah, if, uh, if uh,
1: the if the people if, that if, you know, if this beer company was paying me. I'd have it in their bottle and not mine, but if a very popular brewery in St. Louis wants, to, <laughs> wants yeah. to sponsor this show, we can set up the links. There you go. There you go. One more social. We'll get to it. Cause I, I'm just thirsty.
0: Yep. Well, I'll, I'll drink with you. <laughs> I was thinking what? I should uh, should pour some of that uh that whiskey in here and make a boiler maker, but uh but no, I don't no, want to go through that. No, no, I ha- I'd have to open up the bottle and do you know all that. That's <laughs> all right. All right, man. Well
1: what got When did you get into music? What, this is a pretty well, generic question. I've got yeah. I've got generic questions. We'll 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 go off on different tangents, I'm sure. All right.
0: Well, I guess uh it was uh it was seventh eighth grade you know i uh i went and uh and uh t- I, I think i took a a trip to mexico and i came back and i was like i want to play spanish guitar and and uh that, that was that was too hard so i took to the blues pretty cl- pretty quickly and just kind of played blues through high school and was the the weird kid who who liked old music and was made fun of for it but you know what who's cool now for liking retro stuff. Uh, I don't know when you have to say who's cool now, you're definitely not cool. So,
1: (laughs) so you were in
0: Mexico and there was just somebody up there playing
1: guitar. I don't
0: know. I I just kind of liked the culture, you know, and, uh, and, and they, uh, you know, you would hear that sort of uh, even though it's it was Mexico and it was Spanish guitar. You know, I mean that that kind of uh, flamenco influence. But I came back and uh, and just I wanted to play guitar for some reason. I had also seen uh, um, uh, Marty McFly do it in uh, in Back to the Future, and I wanted to uh, I wanted to be that cool too. So uh, so I, I started playing. And I think one of the first song books I got was Eric Clapton Unplugged. And I learned every single song from Eric Clapton Unplugged. And and that's when I learned that if I play Tears in Heaven, the girls all swoon. So then that <laughs> added an extra layer of why I wanted to continue down that path of playing music. And then I guess it was probably I was playing guitar. And then it, it was like uh, my uh, third year in college, I uh, started playing upright bass bass uh to keep scholarships that was a, a weird a weird reason why i played upright bass you know but uh uh kind of the short of it was uh uh the university of tennessee was uh, kind of gave me the big orange screw and uh um i was uh they they kept me for an extra year in college their mistake i lost my internship because of ut and i was so mad i went up to the chancellor's office and i was like hey you gave me a bad advisor and now I've lost my internship. I have to spend a whole extra year in college. And they were like, Oh yeah, we, we did mess up. So they picked up half of my tuition for the rest for all the scholarships that I lost, they UT paid for and then uh, in order to keep my remaining scholarships, I just had to take random classes. And so one of the classes I took was uh, was an upright bass class and uh, and so I was like I stuck with it you know and uh, it ended up being one of the most beneficial things of me going to college. <laughs> it was that one class that I was just taking for for poops and giggles
1: man well i mean the upright it's such a it's such a great spectacle you can ride it you can stand it which you do (laughs) you you stand on it you i've seen i've seen you play it behind your behind your head (laughs) yeah
0: yeah yeah how Uh, much does that weigh uh the the the, it it, what it's not that doesn't weigh much. I've never weighed it. I don't know, but it's it's big enough to where I can kick it in the air and spin it around. I'm light enough and and play it behind my head. And I I haven't stood on it in probably about five years or something. But uh, but it's, that's why I make my uh that's why I make my guitarist stand on it now for me. <laughs> if you haven't watched the Why can Do video, there was a there is a clip of
1: them where, where Mateus stands on the bass and falls off. I guess he's supposed to be drunk.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's well,
1: my favorite part of the video. Oh, it, it, I love, it. I love. He just doing falls that one. backwards.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only time he's ever fall, fallen off the base, of course, it was, oh, it was planned for that video. You know.
1: Oh yeah, I'm sure. Well, you've done really great things. You, you, are you still uh, the Million Dollar Quartet? Is that?
0: No, uh, Million Dollar Quartet ended in uh, when was that? Twenty. Uh, 2016, they ended. That's right. I um, I kind of it, it was about 2016. I sensed that the show would be ending. Um, I just saw the writing on the wall in Vegas. Vegas was changing. Um, Broadway shows were kind of on the outs. The producers came in and said, "Hey guys, we uh, we might be cutting the number of shows per week." Um, and uh, and we, uh, you know, I just were things happening. So I, I was up for a contract renewal, and I was like, "Uh, about." I'll see you. I had a good, you know, run for, I, I did it for three years out there, but, uh, but it was a week after I, uh, left the show that the producers came in and said, Hey, we're ending the show, everybody. <laughs> and I was like, Woo, boy, I made the right call, you know, but we had a, we had a, our album called poker all night long coming out anyways. So I, uh, timed it for my exit from million dollar quartet to coincide with, uh, with uh, the release of that album and as like as soon as i moved back to tennessee within uh uh you know day- days uh i uh i met our new guitarist mr mateus Cantari from brazil he flew up from brazil for that tour cuz we uh, our old guitarist uh, was going to stay in vegas and uh, and he has been playing with us ever since for about four and a half years i can't believe it's been that long actually <laughs> Oh, he's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I count my blessings every day that I get to know that guy. I get to play with him. Yeah. Uh, so it, how did how did Royal Hounds come together? Well, uh, it was uh, goodness. It was uh, 2011, so it was 10 years ago, um, and uh, early January. So we we just kind kind of hit the 10 year anniversary. I I don't really count the 10 year anniversary until June, which would have been our first gig, but um. I had actually in that December, I had been at a Christmas party and there was just kind of this jam and I hauled in my upright bass and uh, started jamming out with some of the musicians. One of them was uh, was our old drummer, Scott. Scott Billingsley and uh so a few weeks later I was uh I was going to see a band and he was there too and he came up to me and he's like hey uh do you want to uh form a band and I was like yes but I have a very specific idea of what kind of band I want to be in I want it to be weird and different than anything that's out there so uh so we had our first rehearsal and we started working up top 40 covers but and, and, and I was like, this isn't really what I'm kind of looking for. We were working at brick house and Stevie Ray Vaughan, which I love brick house and I love Stevie Ray Vaughan. But I was like, this is what every other band in Knoxville is doing, you know? So, uh, so we kind of redirected and started, uh, doing some, you know, weird, obscure, uh, back then we were really doing, you know, a lot of rockabilly and, uh, and country songs and, and, uh, And then, yeah, so we just kind of formed a band and uh, it took us, goodness, like six months to get a gig. I I was like hitting the pavement forever because nobody, everybody thought this, you guys are too weird. This won't work, you know, and so it was was about six months before someone gave us a shot, you know, And, and I was just bound and determined. I was like... All right, it took me six months. Nobody believed in me. You're going to believe in us now. We're going to put on the best dang show this town has ever seen, and and so that was my driving impetus behind the band.
1: I've certainly had fun with you guys.
0: <laughs> it's a fun, it's a fun group. It's 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 definitely different. We're definitely not a top forty cover band sort of, right?
1: Way. Yeah. No, right. well, I'm glad you said Rocket Billy because I've been describing you as rockabilly and I was hoping that wasn't wrong. <laughs> that was accurate.
0: Yeah. Well yeah, yeah. The the band actually started out hardcore Rockabilly band, you know. But uh I guess, you know, through the years I've kind of uh skewed a little different to where the our last few albums, uh they're I think the last actual Rockabilly song that we had was on our second album called El and the song was Elvis's Hunt in My Bathroom. But it's really kind of this weird we do a li- we're a little more kind of honky tonk now and uh and some maybe kind of swamp funk sort of sort of stuff but with an upright bass. So when when you have an upright bass and you're a three piece it, it doesn't matter if you're doing Gregorian chants everyone says you're rockabilly but I'm like whatever, you know, we're just doing the music that that I that moves me and and so I think it hopefully moves the audience, you know. Oh no, it does.
1: Just yeah. <laughs> yes. There's some of the, the faces you make when you play alone.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, it's it's just natural. I'm not sitting up on stage thinking, "What face should I make next?" No, it's just kind of, you know. <laughs> oh,
1: I, I love watching you. Know? That's one of the things I love to watch about <laughs> you. Yeah, it's, great.
0: it's just me having fun, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: So, where
1: all have you played? I know you. I know you guys have been to Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe tour in
0: Europe. I think I've read that. We've done three Europe tours, actually. Um, Been to Brazil. Gosh, I want to go back to Brazil so badly. I've been... uh, Learning Portuguese for the past two years, and uh, I figure when I get through the end of my Duolingo entire language lesson, which will probably be another three years, then uh, that then that I'm gonna that's gonna be my reward to myself as, a, as another trip to Brazil, you know. So uh, hopefully, hopefully, you know, next time I go, I can be fluent, you know. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. What's your favorite performance? Oh man, my favorite performance. Uh, I love I guess, this. Question. Yeah, yeah. I uh, you know, um back in 20 there there were two, or I guess there were two. 2013, uh, we were playing uh the downtown Knoxville St. Paddy's Day Festival, and it was my first time playing in front of like thousands of people. It was just this big event, and it was it was just like a thrill to get out there and just like go nuts on stage and and just for tons of people. And then my other one, we were playing at a festival back in uh 2017 i think called the rhythm and blooms festival in knoxville and uh it was special for a few reasons it was uh uh we were we were up there we got scheduled uh, three different stages over the course of this festival it was over oh, you know three four days but uh we were up on the main stage and uh, our guitarist mateos's uh, uh family had flown into america for the first time to come see him perform and uh and i know that in brazil i you know i, I don't want to speak for him or anything but kind of the impression i've gotten is in brazil they I I don't know if they appreciate how great of a guitarist he is. It's like, you know, country chicken, picking shredding uh goes over as well down there as being an amazing Bossa Nova player goes over here in America. You know, so so when he was down in Brazil, he was playing maybe like two gigs a year. And uh and when he came to America and people clapped after one of his guitar solos, he was thrown back. He was like, What? People clap for a guitar solo, what you know, because they don't. People don't clap for guitar solos down there, and so, so to play at this festival and being on the main stage with this real big audience for this big downtown Knoxville festival, but to have his family being up in America and getting to see him playing on that environment and seeing the reaction of the crowd to his playing was just a really special moment. I'm certain for him, but it was a really special moment for me as well to get to see that play out for him and for his family, you know? So and I'd say that was also one of my favorite gigs.
1: That's awesome too, man. I mean, metal's big. is metal big in Brazil? Metal's big. Uh,
0: Yeah. He, uh, he started out as a, uh, as a metal uh, shredder. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, you, you can definitely hear it in his playing, you know, and, uh, I mean, he, uh, he's, a, uh, uh, and, and our drummer too. I mean, he's a metal guy too, you know, so I'm the odd man out. So they'll, they'll talk about, you know, Iron Maiden and stuff. And, uh, I never, I never listened to any Iron Maiden before, uh, sitting in a tour van with those guys. And I got to say, I'm not into metal, but Iron Maiden's kind of cool. Back to this story. After our sponsor
1: story, now that we got that out of the way, let's get back to it. Here's the counter question: What's your least favorite performance?
0: Oh man!
1: And I love that reaction. <laughs> oh gosh! Uh,
0: <laughs> least favorite performance. Um, I there's one that's uh, jumping out at me. We were playing at uh, Tin Roof in uh, Cincinnati. And uh, it was just like compounding one thing after the other. Like the the sound. First of all, we. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, tin roof. But uh, but we never had good experiences with t- playing at any tin roof, you know. And uh, and so so it was like the crowds just. No matter what songs we played, they didn't understand that we didn't know Beyonce or or Toby Keith or or anything, you know. And so so we already had like an audience that was ticked off because we didn't play music that they knew but then we had uh, a situation where uh like a server got into it with someone who drove in two hours to come see us or something. And then the the sound guy dialed us in and then left. And so it was like feeding back, but the sound system was locked behind a glass closet and there was nothing we could do. And then finally at the end of the night, and I am not this kind of person. I got in kind of a fight with a policeman (laughs) because uh, I was just loading out gear. The street was shut down to be for pedestrians. And, uh, and I asked one police officer can I move my van up there and load in my gear? And they were like, Yeah, sure. So I get all the gear on the sidewalk, and then they move the pedestrian, they open it up as a road, and immediately this other police officer comes running up. You gotta get out of here now. And uh, and I I already was kind of having a rough night. And I was like, But this other police officer said I could no, you gotta get out of here. But but and I was I was just I was done. I was done. And I was like, let me move this gear. <laughs> So it was just not
1: a good night. <laughs> What's your favorite Royal Hands song to play?
0: Oh man, uh, it seems to change with every album, you know. Uh, I get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, current. Let's see. I've. I was always partial from our first album. There was a song called "I'm in Love with a Zombie" because <laughs> that first album we were really just trying to be a rockabilly band. And, you know, I don't think that rockabilly songs uh, after doing them, you know, too long, it becomes a little boring, you know, but uh, so on that album, you know, most of the songs were rockabilly, but uh, I'm in love with a zombie was this, uh, this, it was a Latin song and I was listening to the Buena Vista social club a lot at the time when I wrote that one. And, uh, and so I think it was the first time that, as a writer, I kind of found my voice and I figured out who the Royal Hounds were meant to be. That we weren't necessarily meant to just do rockabilly. We were meant to branch out and do Latin stuff and Russian circus music and swamp funk and stuff that does not sound like, oh, well, oh, well, oh, you know, that kind of rockabilly sort of stuff, you know? And so, so I think of all the songs on that first album, that's the one that really was telling of what we would sound like in the future. We have music all over Spotify. In fact, uh, uh, if you go on there and you subscribe to the Royal Hounds, uh, uh, we are doing this thing currently where we're releasing a new cover song every Friday on there. Uh, 19, actually. And uh, I, I, I know uh, it's it's not good to talk about uh, COVID, but we, uh, the album that we're releasing is called Covered 19, hence 19 covers, you know, so uh, so after the, those 19 songs come out, we're just going to compile them all into one album called Covered 19. But that's really the thing that kind of helped us get through this past year is having a project so that we can focus on so that we're not all sitting at home depressed that all the gigs have dried up, you know, so. Right. Yeah.
1: Do you still, are you playing somewhere
0: at all? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and, and we've been very, very lucky because you know, in 20, 2019, uh, before all the stuff went down, we were practically living on the road. You know, I mean, we were out out there every week, playing four or five dates uh, a week, and and I was coming home on Mondays and Tuesdays. And uh, um, but then when uh, you know when all the stuff kind of went down this past year, uh, it's just. You know, you just can't be out on the road. So fortunately, we're in Nashville, and we have uh, weekly gigs. We play every Wednesday night at a place called Layla's. And right next door, we play at uh, Robert's Western World, which is uh, I'm very grateful for because that's a world-renowned honky-tonk. I mean, it's just you know it's 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 hard to get in there and we were invited once you know we were we didn't even like try to beat down the door they they actually approached us and asked us if we wanted to play there which I'm eternally grateful for I wish we had a, a consistent night that I could say we play every Sunday at Robert's Western World uh but with uh with covid right now the schedule's change from week to week so it's been you know kind of inconsistent but you know that's how it goes <laughs>
1: I mean, that's pretty big, right? Layla's is big. I've been in Layla's. And I know know, a lot of you watching, which we do have, you've got an audience right now. I know you can't see this like I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you have an audience right now, and I know you guys go to Nashville. I know, you know, and if you do on a Wednesday night, definitely go into Layla's and see see the Royal Hounds with Scott here. Uh, Yeah,
0: if you go see us at Robert's, you're going to get more of the honky-tonk side of us. If you go see us at uh, Layla's, you'll get still the honky-tonk side, but we throw in a little more rock and roll in -hmm. there. We can kind of flex our muscles a little bit more and get a little louder
1: and rowdier. The last album was uh, low-class songs for high-class people. When was that?
0: Uh, That was released in, oh goodness, when was that? That was a year and a half ago. Yeah, so 20, 2019, that's right. <laughs> it's all kind of running together now, you know. And, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> we've just not only did we record uh, that covered 19 album last year, but we were just in the studio at the beginning of uh, January recording the next album. You know, we're just trying to stay as busy as possible, make making sure that the Royal Hounds are surviving through all this. So, we're probably going to release that next album, and that's originals. That's all originals. It's going to come out. Probably the latter half of this year, maybe around September, October, somewhere in there. So, is it? Re- are you still recording? Right no, nope, uh, fully recorded. Uh, it's uh, being mixed right now, and uh, and so we're uh, we're we're probably gonna sit on it and wait on it because there's a Christmas song on it. We want that uh, Christmas song to right. kind of hit at the right time of year. It's i uh, am I'm I'm very proud of that one. It's about the night that uh, Chris Christopherson uh, saved Christmas. And it's called Christmas Stofferson.
1: (laughs) I love it. I love it, man. Well, before we wrap this up, you've had a lot of changes this last couple years. I've noticed like there's something different about your left hand. Uh,
0: About my left hand. (laughs) Oh, that. I was like, I literally put it into frame and I was like, what is, and I saw myself on the screen and I was like, oh, that, yes, yes, that is, that is an addition that I got married. uh, uh, You know, luckily it was October 2019 for all this went down because, ah, man, all the work that we put into, especially my wife put into uh, planning that wedding. I can't imagine people who uh, were planning a wedding. And then had to cancel everything. How awful must that have been? But we got married. We just had a baby three weeks ago. Our first child, little Rose Sue Dolly. Dolly for Dolly Parton.
1: Right on. Right on, man. Is there anything you'd like to
0: to share with everybody before we wrap this up? Uh, You know, I think... Yeah, right now our main focus is Spotify. So go over there and, and just hit hit follow, and then you'll get a free song every Friday. I mean, you just can't beat that, you know. So and it's so easy, free song every Friday. <laughs> God, do you have a favorite bad joke? Uh oh yeah. Um, I I want to think of a short bad joke uh and, and a lot of my favorite jokes i don't know if i can say on here yeah yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> all right uh i i can say it yeah all right all right this is a joke that my uncle told me probably when i was 13 so there's oh, this is really bad i apologize everybody this is terrible so uh so uh, there is this guy. His name is Pierre. He is he is a uh, French fighter pilot, and he's making out with his uh, his woman, and uh, and so he he's kissing her and kissing her and and uh, and she she's like oh kiss me kiss me more pierre and so he reaches over and he he grabs uh, some white wine and he dips his fingers in he smushes it all over her her lips and he dives right in and and uh and she's like oh pierre oh wh- that was wonderful you're such a great kisser but why the red wine oh i am pierre the french facteur pilote i always have red wine with my r- red meat she's like, oh, that's so beautiful. Lower, lower. So he, he rips open her her blouse and he reaches over and he grabs some white wine and he splashes it on her chest. And and he goes, raw, raw, raw. And she's like, oh, Pierre, oh, that's wonderful, but why the white wine? I am Pierre, the French fighter pilot. I always have white wine with my white meat. And she's like, oh, that's wonderful. Oh, Pierre, lower, lower. So he he goes down, you know, he takes off her pants and he reaches over and he picks up a lighter and he sets her on fire. And she's like, ah, ah, ah Pierre, what the hell are you doing? I am Pierre, the French fighter pilot. When I go down, I go down in flames. <laughs> Thank you.
1: That is all our time we have for now. Thank you for listening to Underground Undergroundopolis. Remember, we do this every Wednesday night, bringing you new and exciting artists every week. Be sure to hit up their websites and social media and stream or download their music. If you like this show, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, any streaming platform, and leave us a review as well. I'm your host, Rob Lyon, signing off.